Hello, friends. Jim Nance of CBS Sports, and you're listening to the Shag Bag Show with my great friend, David Marsetti. for another Saturday morning, Saturday, January 20th. Yes, that's right. Happy anniversary. No, no not yet. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little inside joke there. But anyway, uh, our anniversary is coming up in April, though. How about that? We're 22 years old for the Shag Bag Show coming up. So uh, get, those, get those anniversary cards ready. <laughs> Show number 1,136 in a row for the Shag Bag Show and our soon-to-be-22nd year on the radio on KMBY, 1240 AM and 95.9 FM. Dave Marzetti slaving over a hot control board so you don't have to every uh, Saturday morning here at Shag Bag Show. Actually uh, slaving over a hot control board every day on KMBY. 3 to 6 Monday through Friday, Saturday mornings on the Shag Bag Show. Sunday mornings for six hours with Sundays with Sinatra. We'll do that tomorrow, of course, and uh, the last two hours live from the Grotto and Old Fisherman's Wharf. We'll be down there with all of our friends stopping by as usual. It's all brought to you, the Shag Bag Show, by the way, it's all brought to you by the Pebble Beach Company. Check out Lodging Dining Golf Specials online at pebblebeach.com, the Del Monte Golf Course and Grill, home of the Duke's Club, home of the Shag Bag Show. And, of course, our good friends at the Sandbar, Craig Ling and crew, seven days a week, lunch and dinner, active bar scene, went down the other night, uh, what did we get the other night? Went to, oh, a go, yeah, we, went, we picked up a little to go, picked up a little to go, a little, uh, a little rib action, and a uh, little, little Caesar salad action, yeah, that's what we got, what did we see there? Saw Mary. Saw Mary at the bar, and uh, some of our other good friends uh, down there, as always. They're always pretty full. You need reservations, or you'll be standing on the steps ringing that bell. 373-2818 for the sandbar. Thanks, Craig and Lynn Ling. The Golf Mart Superstore, home of the 90-day return. We'll talk to Vic the Sandbagger today, find out what's happening in the world of golf retail. Monterey County Herald, your source for breaking news, sports, business, classifieds, entertainment, and Monterey. It's your local newspaper, your daily newspaper. It's the Monterey Herald. And, of course, soon they'll publish the results of the Monterey Herald Reader's Choice Awards. Hopefully we'll win that again. That'd be nice. Because, you know, what happened was, is I, I was looking back at the records. Last year we were second to Dan Green, our, our friend, who we're always swapping first and second with. The three years prior to that we were first. Dan was second. See? So now... It's our turn again, right, for 2024. Yeah, you know, I mean, Dan and I, we've we got to take turns on this thing. You know, that's all there is to it. You know, someone did suggest that we both win. But that's not going to happen, I don't think. I don't think they're going to do that. We'll have to check with that. But anyway, I think the uh, they're going to publish those results uh, 
end of end of February, something like that. I think Dana told me. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get the uh, we'll get the call. It's nice to be second because just you know because we're there, and it's not a big surprise to know that uh, you know it's either it's either well it has been for the last six or seven years Dan and Dan and me. So uh, you know if I'm gonna come in second to anybody, I guess you know come in second to Dan. It's okay, but I'm sure that he's saying the same thing. He'd rather he, it's okay for him to be second to the Shack Back Show. I know, I know. That's the way it goes. Just saw Dan in here recently. He was uh, a couple months ago. I think he was in here checking us out. Always listens every Saturday morning. So good morning, Dan Green. Looking for that special dining experience? Try one of Kevin Phillips' four and a half restaurants. We'll talk a little bit about those this hour because he's here again, two weeks in a row. Golfguide.net for the player and you. Elab Communications did our website. They can do yours. Check ours out. Shagbegshow.com. Jacob Seam Realty. Let Joy and Jen walk you through it carefully, easily, lovingly, professionally. All the Lees. They are the mother-daughter real estate award-winning team. See them at jacobsteamhomes.com. Foolish Times. Free, funny, fabulous. Pick one up. It'll make you smile. It's the Foolish Times. Express Employment Professionals. Paul and Mary Wyan have a staffing solutions company. They will help you find a gig or help you find employees. Full-time, part-time, temporary, seasonal. In a wide range of positions, it's our good friends at ExpressPros.com. ExpressPros.com. Monterey Fish Company, South Tringali, and all the Goombadis at the end of Wharf number 2, offering the undersea world of Monterey Bay and beyond on ice for you, including crab, Dungeness. So uh, we'll talk to our Goombadi Sal this hour, Sal Tringali, for a little update there. Our Monosco Public Relations... Deep roots in the community, long-standing relationships with city, business, community leaders, and our rich and diverse Central Coast community. It's Armanosco Public Relations, and guess what? He's here today, too. Is that unbelievable? It's Star Studs Show. Spreading the good word since 1985, Armanosco Public Relations. Our good friend David Armanosco. Links Club Carmel, lower level, Carmel Plaza. April Montgomery and her team do a fantastic job. Golf simulators, PXG clubs, full bar, full menu. And you can get full there, too. It's good stuff and a lot of fun. LynxClubGolf.com. Bandango and PG. Pierre and Marietta Bain with their uh, incredible restaurants for over 38 years. Award-winning cuisine, specializing in Mediterranean cuisine and European-style cuisine. Signature rack of lamb, of course. But Fandango's Delectable Dishes. Transport you to a European bistro without leaving the central coast of California. It's Bandango. BandangoRestaurant.com. Thanks to all of the wonderful sponsors of the show. We appreciate you very much, as always. On the Shag Bag Show, right here on KMBY. 1240 AM, 95.9 FM. For your Saturday, January 20th. And, uh... Good morning to our four biggest fans. My lovely wife, Terry, Puff the Wonder Dog, Soleil, the Princess, and Truffles, the Leaping Gnome, Reindeer Dog. He's trying to... Uh, she'll be jumping over the moon soon, I think. Like the cow. She's trying. On the show today, we got... Let's see. 
Vic the Sandbagger from the Golf Mart Superstore, Sal Tringali from Monterey Fish, Casey from the shop next door, talk to us about the tea sheet and uh, availabilities here at Del Monte, and of course the Dukes Club, Rick Fitzgerald from Trinity Christian School, David Armanosco, Armanosco Public Relations, and our esteemed co-host, The Voice, we call him The Voice, it's Kevin Phillips. Good morning, David. Saturday, so there must be rain in the forecast. Guess what? Four weeks in a row. Guess what? What's that? Next week, there's no rain in the forecast. I, for I saw that. What is that? That's unbelievable. Spell. I thought well, it was going to happen all year. You know, Every Saturday. A, even though it's a rainy Saturday, we've got to count our blessings because we've had the same number of atmospheric rivers as power outages this year. Zero. Zero. And rain we're not going to have any either. No, that was brutal last year. And there were people saying that was the new normal that winter last year. Forget about so, it. No, it can't be. It has to be an anomaly. All said and done, though, a little bit better than the rest of the country in the deep freeze. Oh, my, that's for sure. You know, our our uh, relatives all over the country, of course, in, uh, you know, Canton, Ohio, and uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and all those places like that, uh, they're, uh, they're not, let's see what it is in Omaha right now. It's one. Okay. Feels like ten below. But it is sunny. And uh, what is it in Canton? In Canton, it's ten. But about, feels like zero. How about NFL Baltimore and Buffalo? That'd be fun, too, huh? <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. I was thinking driving over here today, though. This has been 10 years I've been appearing on the Shagbag Show. And we're only 22 That's almost. amazing, huh? Happen. We, we came on six months after the Beach House opened. We talked about that. That's and right. We announced That's right. That we we announced also it right here. announced the acquisitions of Rapids and the Waiting Station That's on right. the Shagbag Show. On the Shagbag. Show. And now... More news? There could be. Nothing yet. Nothing Nothing concrete. Nothing. But it'll be announced here. It'll be announced here. All right. right. There's something brewing. Yeah? There's something percolating, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm percolating, Jerry. Ironically, something that came up about 12 years ago has resurfaced, so. uh, Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, not allowed to talk about it yet, but uh, there could be news. And, of course, we'll break it here. Absolutely. Yeah. Never well. say never, Dave, because I, I did say that. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. So uh, what's going on with your places? Uh, getting set for the the tournament coming up, I know. The whaling station is probably already full. It is. The reservations are running ahead of last year, and uh, we're really excited about how February is set up. I mean, we've got the, the AT&T. Uh, we've got Valentine's Day on a Wednesday, which we, we love a midweek Valentine's Day. That's that's perfect. We don't need it on a weekend. We don't so need it on a Saturday. It should always night. be the first or yeah. second Wednesday or Thursday, and then the three day weekend follows. And the, but the tournament reservations are really running strong. So we're going to kick off February. It's kind of interesting because the Christmas week is always so busy, and it comes out of the blue, out of a really quiet time. It's very busy right on through New Year's, which it was, and then it gets pretty quiet. People kind of pull back, and they're uh, probably looking at their bills from the. Holiday shopping, that sort of thing. But it happens every year, and we think, you know, this is okay. This is a time to reset, work on things. Now we're tired of that. We're ready to get busy again. <laughs> exactly. It's enough of that. Exactly. But we did. We have done a lot of work, and the, the guys at all the restaurants work really hard every day. The most exciting news is yesterday we had our first delivery of Monterey Bay crab. Finally. So, uh, yeah, KSBW came, came down Friday evening. They wanted to, but the boats were just coming in, so we didn't take delivery. So... Our local fisherman, Mike Rickett, who's uh, been doing it for a long time, uh, he brought us a big load of those beautiful Dungeness crabs right out of Monterey Bay yesterday. So we're featuring those all weekend at the restaurants, and I think we're going to bring some over to the beach house as well. Nothing better that comes out of this bay than the, the Dungeness crab and the Monterey salmon. The salmon. 
maybe quite a while before we see salmon again. I think the, the delays on crab is here to stay. But, boy, when you see it, it's really something special. I'm sure Sal will be talking about that today. Absolutely. Monterey Fish Company. He, they got re- Gasper kept chewing me out for calling him, like usual. He <laughs> Stop asking about crab. I said, well, I want to be the first to know. That's right. So uh, we did. We, we got it in, and it's, it, it's, everybody's excited about that. Yeah. Uh, the rain dampens things a little bit, but not too bad. These have been showers. It's not It's not a big storm or anything no, like no. that. So uh, we still anticipate pretty good crowds uh, this weekend. And then, as you said, next weekend, by golly, no rain in the forecast. I know. I just can't believe it. And hopefully it stays that way for the following weekend for the tournament. That's always the question, isn't it? Yeah, I hope, it's, hope it uh, works what out well call, for us. What we call Crosby weather. Yeah, I would love to see the... Uh the Chamber of Commerce weather on TV. That's what I love watching. I enjoyed reading uh, Jim Nance's comments yesterday about the changes to the tournament. He's very optimistic about oh, this. Oh, in the uh, pine cone. Yeah, this is really going to put uh, put it at another level as far as the level of play. Uh, we know the celebrities play Thursday and Friday, but the weekend is all for the pros. And they've got the cream of the crop this year. It's really going to be an exciting change. All you got to do is look at the leaderboard on any uh, big tournament that's on television, and the, those names are going to be here. Yeah, it should be great. Spyglass and Pebble, what a showcase. And, uh, yeah, it's it's always great. And, of course, uh, KMBY is going to be there broadcasting live throughout the day with uh, reports and updates from the leaderboard. And then each day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we will be doing uh, our live wrap-up shows that we do for you every year. That's always a lot of fun between 3 and 6 at Bar Napoli, which is right next to Little Napoli in Carmel, 7th and Dolores. So... Looking forward to being there. That is fun. You never know. You You never know. Quite know who's going to show up, right? And but it's always spirited. It's always always fun. Great place to be. Downtown Carmel during Tunnel Week is always fun, anyway. But that's a real that's a real spot. It's fun. Everybody crowds in that corner and jockeys for a position to get on uh, with KMBY. And that to me, that's one of the most important things that happened last year was was the whole expansion of KMBY and love Shagbag being there and Sundays with Sinatra, bringing it all together. And I hear from a lot of folks that hear that listen to KMBY and, and hear 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 it, and um, we're great to be we're so glad to be part of it. Yeah, we're glad to have you with us uh, as always. Uh, really appreciate uh, your support there. Uh, we get a text from our friend, the movie guy on KMBY, Shane Dahlman, who says uh, an extra helping of the voice is always appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Another more great content from Shane this week too. Right? He's just constantly turning out these reviews of. Sometimes older movies too that we may not be thinking about, and uh, what a what a wealth of information. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the encyclopedia. All right, it's the Shag Show right here on KMBY. It's Dave Marzetti and Kevin Phillips in the co-host seat for January twentieth. Show one thousand one hundred and thirty-six in a row, and uh, our twenty-second year anniversary coming up in April. Right now, we got David Armanosco from Armanosco Public Relations, and uh, David, welcome to uh, welcome back. Haven't seen you in a little while on the show since our one thousandth show. That's when you were here. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. It was really great to celebrate your one thousandth and keep on going, Dave. You just uh, are one of our community's great treasures. Uh, this is uh, really what you talk about: uh, community and locality. Uh, you know, this is really so nice to, to have a show that continues to respond to this beautiful heritage that we all enjoy here on the Monterey Peninsula. So it's a pleasure to be with you, Jay, Dave. Thank you. Thank you, Paisan. I appreciate you very much. And uh, K 
congratulations again. It was uh, just a couple of months ago that we honored you as part of the Italian Heritage Society and uh, gave you the, the award uh, for being uh, one of the uh, um, Italian-Americans who uh, do so much for our for our area and uh it was a great honor for you because i know i know that because i was honored many years ago and it's, it is a great honor you know what uh it was a terrific honor i really felt very special about that you know because my dad was uh you know italian american and my grandparents came over from italy in the 1880s and uh he he was really proud of uh being able to raise a family uh, down here his family was up uh you know in the richmond area uh, and he uh, as you know, was one of the founding faculty at Monterey Peninsula College in 1947 when they first had classes at Monterey High School and then moved into the Quonset Huts in 1948. And uh, my father just absolutely loved <laughs> loved it here. And one of the first things he did for the first three or four years of teaching was teach, you know, all the Sicilian fishermen how to speak English. <laughs> and so he was very fond, he was very fond of, of, of everybody here in Monterey and, and and uh, he really laid out the path for me as well as my mother did. She was very active in the in the community, and so you know I'm just very lucky that uh, I had parents that put their uh, you know established themselves here and just made it really easy for uh, me to you know get into my own business uh, eventually after a stint in the wine business. So I feel very fortunate, and this this community is one of the most wonderful communities to constantly give back. And, uh, uh, and and you having so many, such a variety of, of visitors to the show, you know, really amplify that and uh, demonstrate just, you know, how what a rich community we have in terms of uh, those who are willing to give back and share and keep this community and respect its heritage. Hey, for those who don't know, give us, uh, give us a little background and history on how you started the, the firm. Well, it's... Interesting story. I'll try and make it really short. Um, I was at a National Restaurant Association convention, and uh, I'd been hired by the by them to start what was called the NRA Wine Classic because of my experience in being one of the founders of the California Wine Festival here in Monterey in 1976, the, the first original multi-day wine festival in America. And um, and the person who was doing the PR was a really interesting gal by the name of Sheila King. She had been a nun, and she had come out of the nunnery and started a PR firm in Chicago, and she was really a big firm. She had really built something fantastic. And I came home, and I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm interested in PR because I'd been in sales and marketing in the wine industry. And uh, so I opened the phone book, and under the listings in the phone book, there were four listings. There was one for um, an advertising firm that the last service they offered was public relations. And then there was a... um, a, a advertising specialties company that you know had uh, you know sells mugs and all that kind of stuff that was listed and and then there was a real PR firm out of New York listed and that turned out to be that they did have a satellite office uh, in Carmel because they represented a huge fertilizer company so they had to be near agriculture wow. and it was a good excuse for the the principal to have a home out here on the peninsula and by having an office out here and they were really were very good firm so I, I decided, well, why not give it a try? And uh, so that was uh, February 1st, 1985. And, um, and so we've just been going since. But it's kind of funny because Chrissy, my wife, uh, who's unfortunately deceased, we um, had three little kids at that point, another one coming. 
And uh, so what I did is I bought a two-drawer file cabinet and an answering machine and a lock so I could put everything in a closet and lock it so that my kids couldn't get to it. (laughs) But within a month, I opened an office, and uh, the rest is history. Where was the first office? It was on Webster Street. Uh, I was a tenant of Ed Habers, who also became a a long-term client. We represented Quail Lodge for over 10 years. And Ed Haber was a tremendous uh, community leader, as you know. He really was, wasn't he? Yeah. Kevin, you worked for him. Yeah, I did. Uh, That was my first restaurant job at the Covey back in 1976. Mm -hmm. You know, Ed was really um, an amazing fellow. And one of the things that made the quail operate so well, Kevin will know this extremely well, is everybody had to have a (laughs) walkie-talkie. So everybody was always in communication. And I had arranged for Brides Magazine to come out and do a, a shoot uh, all over the property at Quail. And we were about ready to get on the lake with uh, the model in a rowboat. And I had to report to Mr. Haber. And I said, Mr. Haber, we're, we're, uh, the, the model is now getting in the rowboat on the lake uh, up at Quail West. And the next thing I heard is, can she swim? <laughs> <laughs> So he was always alert and ahead of the ball game at, at most all times. Yeah. A great fellow to have worked with. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, introduce uh, to our listeners well, who you have with you. I, I am really, really excited to, you know, I'm a real fan of education, as are most people in this community, and very supportive of it. And, you know, we have a number of, of private schools uh, and charter schools that really do a great job, as well as our public schools. Uh, there's a smaller school that started up, and I'll let him tell you about it, but uh, a number of years ago, and I was first introduced to it, I think about 20 years ago, it's called Trinity Christian School. And I'm really, really impressed with uh, this school because of what they do and how they teach and the values that they work with with their students. And what is one of the most amazing things and telling is that if you walk into the head, headmaster's uh, Office, and you look at the pennants on the wall of all the colleges and universities that these young kids graduate from Trinity and go to, it is absolutely amazing. I mean, you will see East Coast, Ivy League, Southern uh, schools, West Coast schools, UC system. Um, it's really remarkable what this uh, small school does for local students uh, over at Trinity Christian High School. So I'm I'm really excited to introduce uh, you and, and the community via your show to Rick Fitzgerald, who is, is the head of school and has been doing just a phenomenal job. For those who've been around a long time, their campus is the old Bayview School, so they've got one of the best views in all of Monterey of the Bay. And terrific facilities, gymnasium, outdoor, a lot of classrooms, and... Um, just a terrific enterprise. So I'm, I'm, I'm really honored to introduce you to somebody who's really putting it all out for young people. Rick wow. Fitzgerald. How about that, Rick? Thank you. Thanks, what, a, David. what an introduction. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's quite a, quite a I hope tough, you... tough uh, introduction to try to live up to. I think <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Thank you, uh, Dave, Kevin, for uh, having me on the show. So uh, this is really cool for me because um, I get to talk about the school, which I exactly. love. Exactly. Um, Before you do that, uh, yeah. do you ever want a little history about you? Where are you from and all that uh, stuff? So, yeah, actually, I'm feeling very comfortable this morning because uh, I actually grew up in northern New Jersey. and uh, Whereabouts? I, uh, a town called Cedar Grove in Essex County. 
uh, about 15 minutes outside of New York City. And my great-grandparents on my grandfather mom's side are Italian immigrants. And my grandfather grew up uh, with Sinatra in Hoboken in New Jersey, so we all did. Um, so this has been very comfortable to be. Uh, I don't get this a lot outside of New Jersey. So thank you for the, <laughs> for the Pep's out there now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Pep's, Pep actually sent me a picture, a text uh, last night uh, to Terry Knight of uh, of uh, he and Sandra who are uh, standing outside of the uh, Winter Garden because uh, they went to the uh, Back to the Future uh, Broadway show <laughs> <laughs> last night. One of his aliases is uh, Hoboken and Hammer. It looks like, so. it, it looks like he's uh, freezing right there in, uh, in New York City. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so so how, did, how did you end up here? Yeah, so I uh, grew up in New Jersey, and um, I went to school up in the Bay Area. Okay. Um, it, was, it was the only college I got into that um, wasn't cold in the winter. Uh, but I, I came out. Where was here. it? What was uh, it? I went to Stanford. Okay, um, I've heard of it. Most people in New Jersey thought I was Nick. Going. Didn't aren't you a big Stanford fan, Nick? <laughs> He's a Cal. Yeah. He's a Cal guy. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry. It's okay. Nick. And uh, yeah, most people I grew up with thought I was going to college in Connecticut because they had never heard of it. And other than the other than the Stanford Cal game in '82, I had never heard of it, seen it, had never been out here. So uh, came out here, and um, yeah, it was a wonderful experience for a lot of reasons I didn't understand until uh, going there. So and, when you were when you were yeah. going there, what uh, what was happening in sports? How were you guys? Uh, yeah, so at the time, um, you know, football was good at Stanford. Um, basketball was good, uh, men's. And then I was just telling David, um, you know, that the year I went in, in 86, you know, the women's team was very not good. <laughs> and uh, I came in that same class with uh, Jennifer Azey and Katie Stedding and, uh, you know, where Tara brought in a bunch of freshmen and said, we're going to win the championship in four years. And um, it was really cool. I was just telling David, like, we went to the first women's game for free because nobody would go. No and there, was there. there were less than 100 people <laughs> in, in Maple's Pavilion. Um, now there's 100 people online and they took to try to name, get tickets. Right? Yeah, they took our name. And the next morning I told David um, that we got a knock on our dorm room door and Tara and Jen and Katie, like the whole team was there and thanked everyone in person who came to the game um, the, the night before. And then, uh, yeah, some of us used to run practice squad for the girls team at midnight uh, just so they could get practice against better people. And, and they won in 90. Um, so it was pretty, it was, wow. pretty, it was a cool, it was a really cool time to be there. It was like kind of when sports was obviously really good there, but really kind of ramped up in yeah. that, you know, that was the John Lynch, Ed McCaffrey you know, okay. That, it was that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. era um, mm-hmm. for sure. So uh, yeah, it was really it was really cool, um, and and I learned a lot about myself. And um, tell us yeah. tell us how you're using all that at Trinity, Rick. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I I had no intention of being a teacher, but I stayed in uh, education. My wife's been a teacher forever. We've been in education for 30 years now, and um, we lived in Scottsdale for 15 years, and and both worked in private schools and my wife worked in public school and then uh, my wife who's from this area we moved back here about 15 years ago um, to take care of her mom and uh, I got ended up uh, at Trinity Christian School and uh, my wife volunteered there the first year we came back and they had a need and and I needed a job so I started working there and and yeah I've been there for the last 14 years and it, it's just been a huge blessing for what we get to do and how we get to do it. And 
yeah um i, I think that our our you know we're we don't consider ourselves to be better than any other school and and we're really not trying to be we're we're trying to really focus on on what our mission is as a school and what we think is important and then we're choosing programming and curriculum and activities um, and everything that we do to focus on getting the results that that we're trying to get so um, we're a Christian school so obviously it's it's biblically based but our our main tenants I guess if you will would we when we talk to families are about opportunity and relationship so um, kind of much like this this radio show I guess we're about this community and we're trying to get our kids to see beyond themselves and beyond just their own interest and figure out who they are and what they're passionate about and we try to schedule their school day uh, to lead them in that in that direction so I, think, I think they have one of the really interesting one of the things that stands out to me is their whole flex day uh, that they have for their students it's very unusual and, and their students uh, volunteer it's not unusual to volunteer but the way the students do it is amazing in fact it it even involves them going up to the tenderloin and working with homeless people uh and uh and and do and seeing and learning from that as well uh but rick you can tell you can talk much yeah, more about it thank you david so on wednesdays we have a program called flex which is an acronym for formational learning experiences and uh instead of having our uh, again, having academic classes that day, we go out during the school day and serve the community. And how we serve is dependent on both our staff and our students identifying real needs that exist in the community and going out and actually trying to meet them. And as David said, it can be anything from we go up to the city, um, like just this year. So we go up to the city. We did food distribution at El Estero. We do Meals on Wheels in Pacific Grove. Uh, Grove. Um, we fix divots at Monterey Pines Golf Course because that's really important when you're in the middle of the fairway. Um, we work in we're in the new Monterey neighborhood and we work with a lot of just the local. It's it's an you know an older community and um, we'll go to people's houses and do their landscaping, paint their house, help them move things. Um, the we tutor some some kids in that community uh, who are homeschooled. Um, you know, even in, in the community itself, we volunteer at AT&T, we volunteer at the TaylorMade, we volunteer at Nature Valley, um, we volunteer at, um, at Laguna Seca for bike festival, um, we clean the beaches, we, yeah, pretty much if there's a need, we definitely try uh, to meet it. And we feel like that experience for kids is so valuable and teaches them so much i mean not only they obviously serving but they're learning so much about themselves and about building relationships and about you know how much more important it is if we all contribute to this community how much better off knowing the community will be but they will be um and we then tailor their learning to those experiences um for example we go to um uh, local uh, senior centers and instead of just going to visit because um, a lot of people don't get visitors our students went and volunteered to go for um, six six visits in a row or six weeks in a row each were um, paired with uh, a, a person who lives there and spent the six weeks talking to them and interviewing them about their life and recording their interview about their life and then we had them in English class right up that person's story and then asked them how many copies they wanted and our students produced however many copies they wanted and then the last day 
they invited their family or friends or whoever they wanted to kind of celebrate their life with and each got a bound version of their life story and like the impact for the for the seniors but as much for our kids was just well we were just such an incredible blessing and um you know when kids come to school and are excited about like oh we get to go again or uh it's just as an educator you just feel like okay we're on the right track at least so um yeah i feel like those we provide some very unique experiences um that it's hard to get at other places um it's one of the advantages we have of being small um and being able to decide how we want the students to spend their time you know recently the kids uh asked they were interested in learning about the fbi and so that i thought that was pretty interesting Uh, yeah we had actually so a a combination of we had a flex this past week on um on trafficking um both in the united states but certainly in this area because it's actually a huge deal in this area and we had some kids uh got into the teen fbi academy in san francisco and then we also had uh two fbi agents and set free monterey bay come to the school to not only give a lecture but do a Q&A and also do some awareness activities with the kids and also then we always want there to be a takeaway and then we're able to give the kids hey this is what you can actually do when this assembly is over like as an actual high school student and it just it was very powerful um so yeah experiences like that I think are very unique um and to be able to do them inside the school day in the school setting I didn't know there was a team FBI Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of so many opportunities now are out there. I mean, almost too many to kind of keep track of. And I think one of the one of the advantages we have is because we're very small, um, we very much intimately know all of our students and are able to kind of we'll always say meet them where they are and they're known and they're cared for and they're loved and we help them figure out what their passion is and then can kind of guide them to whatever that thing is whether it's a high-end college whether it's join the military go on mission take over your family's business like whatever it is we're all in for that whatever that that what is the size of the student body uh right now we have 90 students Uh, we're fifth through 12th grade we we have capacity for about 150 and um yeah, we're in the Bayview Elementary School site. It's it's a wonderful site, but uh, yeah, we definitely we feel like we have a wonderful experience for kids, and we'd really just like to share it with with more families. So must have excellent uh, ratios of students to class size, right? We, we do. Um, we have very very low numbers in our class sizes, and like kids are allowed to express themselves and learn how to give an opinion and have a conversation and have a discussion and immediately get help with anything yes um, simply just as a uh, because our numbers are, are we know that's a big issue because there's a lot of problems with education in the, in the <laughs> state and uh, how, how is the support for charter schools in general so yeah so um so charter schools in california are good we're a private we're a private school actually so we're we're self-funded um yeah california does an okay job with charter schools it's probably far from the best in the country it's certainly not the worst um in in terms of our our private school we're completely privately funded so we're you know tuition-based school we're a non-profit tuition-based school um we don't receive funding from a lot of sources that public or even some charter or even some private schools receive because we're we're a christian school um and we have about you know two-thirds of our kids are receiving some type of financial aid um no one gets gets a free ride, as my coach would say. Everyone needs to have skin in the game, um, but it's uh, it's a challenge every year, for sure, as it is for every you know for every business right now. And where do the students come from? 
uh, pretty much the you know within a 20 25 mile radius of the school so definitely you know monterey seaside marina um as far as north as prunedale where i live down through big sur and then definitely into like through the 68 corridor in salinas and and that's pretty much the the primary number of students yeah it sounds like a great program i think a lot of a lot of people would be interested in in something like that or uh uh, some of my in-laws have gone through the Palma school system. I think there's probably some comparisons there. Yeah, similar. You know, it's the the ability to be private and to really get to choose. These are our educational outcomes, and we can more point to that and not have to necessarily subscribe to what someone else is telling you you do or do not have to do, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's pretty much who we are. We have a, we have a parent meeting um, coming up on January 31st which is actually both for our current parents so we can kind of come together and celebrate what's going on and and who we are and also for um, potentially new parents and other community members that uh, just want to find out more about the school and uh, and kind of just yeah see what we're doing and hopefully help get on board in whatever way they can well we need more of it that's for sure thank you yeah i i would i would agree absolutely what do you have as far as athletics go uh, so we play in PCAL, Pacific Coast Athletic League, and we play in 16 varsity sports. Um, we don't usually have freshmen or JV because our teams are small. So, right. um, but, but PCAL, you know, it's 32 schools, and they do a great job of equity um, divisioning um, where we are. So we're playing other schools that are very small like, like we are. Um, you know, the, the advantage at our school, you know, talking about opportunity is we have Usually between eighty and eighty-five percent of our kids are currently playing a sport because they kind of—it's not required, but they kind of have to uh, yeah. for, for us to put a team out there. So, um, so a lot. There's definitely a lot more kids who come to our school who get to experience what it's like to be on a high school sports team, and you know, win, lose, or otherwise, the benefits that they gain from that, from that bonding and relationship, um, they just wouldn't get in their school because, quite honestly, in another school, a lot of them wouldn't actually be able to make the team and play. So, um, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell everyone the story about the uh, we were talking earlier uh, off off. Uh, oh, off I know what you're the, thinking uh, of the car restoration. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, yeah. Thank you, Dave. So we're we're always trying to, like I said, try to help the student and the family figure out what their passion is. And we had uh, a young man, um, him and his brother both both went to our school. Uh, very two very different kids, as a lot of brothers are. And uh, yeah, he spent a couple years. Um, you know, a shyer young man, a little more reserved, but really, um, you know, his his junior and senior year really started to blossom and come out of his shell and, and was able to, you know, he, he was always a sports kid. He played sports, but he, you know, became a, a leader and a captain. He joined student government. He We brought him to events where he could learn how to speak publicly and... He decided, uh, you know, we offer an automotive uh, elective class, but he decided that automotive restoration was kind of what he was very passionate about. And and, uh, he found the, you know, the only program in the U.S. that offers a degree in automotive restoration. Uh, It's McPherson College in Kansas. And he uh, he goes there now and he got a scholarship there and attends there now. Um, And interesting enough, like this last year at Car Week, McPherson actually put a car in in car week that they had restored which we it was very cool that i mean he wasn't part of that team because he had just started but um it was interesting to see kind of how small the world is and um you know how how excited uh 
kids can get when they really can find, you know, have enough confidence to kind of step out and put themselves out there and, and, and feel like they're not going to be judged and um, and can then pursue what they really are interested in doing. And, and I think that's that's like the, the greatest blessing for, for us uh, at our school and for all educators, I think, is, is really what we're hoping for, for everyone. Wasn't there a student that went on to become a gold medal ping pong player or something like that? Uh, that not... <laughs> I saw that somewhere. Not not from our school. We've no. we've had the we've had the California State uh, Archery Champion oh. for like two years in a row. A couple of years a couple of years ago came from came from our school. Um, so, yeah, we we get kids with a very diverse skill set, um, and I think I think for us too, we feel like every kid has some unique gifts and talents, and sometimes in a certain system, it's it's not anyone's fault but it's just too narrow to help them discover what those are if they don't line up with the traditional things and and that's kind of why we probably do way too much programming um than we should for our size of school to just help everyone find what that what that passion is um so yeah i think that's kind of where we hang our hat and what we do really really well awesome awesome great information uh learned a lot about that that's for sure trinity christian school and uh, for more information they can just go on the website right yep website is great all the information's there contacts there right now we're about to start re-enrollment for next year okay um and and financial aid's available we're about to do re-enrollment you can come on a tour you can send your kid to shadow like whatever you want to do um we all for that so What's the ratio of boys and girls in the school? Uh, it's right around 50-50, yeah, um, which sometimes um, is challenging in a private school. Sometimes I can yeah. you know, kind of slant over more um, towards girls for different reasons, but it's one, one of the reasons we, we, I mean, one of the reasons we keep our football program. I just, I just think football is a really good activity for young men, um, but it helps keep, keep boys uh, coming to the school. So, uh, but we play eight men because we're a little right, bit Right, exactly, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. Yeah, Dave, thank you. Uh, you know, I've I've got something that's totally off subject, but you might find this interesting. A, a friend of mine, um, I was talking about Dusty Baker, and uh, you know, we're all excited that Dusty Baker is going to be part of the San Francisco Giants organization again. And uh, my friend said, "Well, have you read his book?" And I said, "What do you mean, what book?" And he said, "The book, Kiss the Sky." Have you ever heard about that book? So. <laughs> I was really amazed because uh, the, it's all about his attending the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967. Right. Yeah. And, and I was there for the whole Pop Festival. And so it was really terrific to read his book because he, he, it brought back all these memories of all the different performers we saw. And, and he was really into the lyrics and pulling out the lyrics. And so it's such an interesting book to see. You know, he claims that that weekend was one of the most formative uh, weekends in his entire life uh, attending the pop festival and it was actually a birthday gift from his mother when he turned 18 but uh, just a little tidbit to share I always thought the lyrics were excuse me while I kiss this guy no I'm just kidding <laughs> that was one of the there, were, there was a list of like the top 50 songs where people mistook the lyrics that was that was one of them Dave, we appreciate you coming in. We appreciate you bringing uh, Rick in and uh, all the great information. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. It's and always a pleasure. Always and, a pleasure. And what's going to happen today? 
Niners. <laughs> Niners. The Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. I hope so. Oh, I hope so. It's it's. it's come I'll on. T- I'll, who, tell you, gonna, I'll tell you. Well, you know what? I mean, who would have thought that Green Bay would have come on the way they did with the start with the way they started? Uh, and I know. It just. But of course, this has really been a crazy football year because yeah. same with Buffalo. They didn't start so well, and then right, you look at right. Philadelphia. They were riding high at exactly. ten and one, yeah. and they're not even around. No. So, I mean, this football season, I have to say, has been very exciting. It has been. Very exciting. And, of course, uh, you know, Jerry Jones is still pulling his hair out. If there's any left, so. I know he is. They kept showing him up there in that box. It's like, whoa, he's going to explode here any second. Yeah, it is know. a great it is a great playoff weekend, and it's interesting. If you look at the eight teams, there's seven first first uh, first uh, quarterbacks that were taking the first, and then one that wasn't. Yeah, Purdy. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it, it, it is Purdy's story is such a remarkable story. It, it really is. It, it's a wonderful story. And uh, but you've got to be impressed with these young guys uh, at Texas and Green Bay. You know, that they're really uh, they they make it so much more interesting uh, because because they have so much versatility in terms of running and and throwing and. So I, I don't know. Do you ever think you, you know, see you, the Buccaneers or the Lions will be in the championship game? You know, I'm actually <laughs> excited. I'm actually excited for Detroit. You oh, know, big uh, time! I'm I'm, I'm big happy time. for them. I when I was in the wine business, those you know I went to most all of big American cities, and you know I I went to Detroit too, and you know they they are always down on their luck there, and you would see areas of the town. I mean, the, the, the they still kept preserved some of the really nice areas in in Detroit, but there was so much that you could see that was really down and out, and so it's it's exciting to see because. Sports lifts up communities. There's no doubt about it. You know, that's why it's viewed, you know, by so many people. You don't have to be political, et cetera. Right. It's just all about that's right. loving and supporting and being emotional about a team you believe in and a yeah. city you believe in. So, yeah. so it is really great to see the resurgence from some of these that have been cast aside for so long, like Cleveland and Detroit, Exactly. You know, I, I didn't get my wish of having my AFC and my <laughs> NFC te- teams play. I was really yeah. hoping for the Browns and the Niners to play. You know, it would have been my dream come true. Yeah. Anyway, we'll keep dreaming, Dave, because your dreams are producing great shows. <laughs> we thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for you coming by. We appreciate you, and thanks for your support. And, Rick, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bless you guys. Yeah, thanks for doing this show. It's wonderful. All right. And we'll see you again stuff. soon. All right. It's the Shagbag Show right here for January 20th, live from the end of the bar at the Del Monte Golf Course in beautiful Monterey by the Bay for our 1,136th show in a row for almost our 22nd year, coming up in April. Dave Marzetti and The Voice, Kevin Phillips, of course, and uh, we got our good friend from next door in the shop who's running things, Casey. Good morning. What's happening, Casey? Oh, not much. A little tournament today. Yeah, what is that? This is a group that, uh, associate club group that plays uh, with us annually. Uh, the Nomads. The Nomads. Uh, been around since 65. So, a uh, good group. Um, no home course, hence the name. Exactly. So, they had uh, the perfect window for the weather, too, didn't yeah, they? I, you know, it uh, looks like everything kind of pushed, you know, till later. So, may get uh, a heavy cloud or two, but I think they're going to be all right. So, course is a little wet, but um, we've got a couple openings left today, right around 1230. Okay. Um, I think most everybody wanted to get out and play early. 
get home for the, the games. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, uh, give us a buzz if you want to come out. Um, we are. Uh, so still month of January, um, Duke members have that amazing That's special. That's right, 39, right? 39, Monday through Friday. Um, and includes a cart. Includes a cart. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, and carts are going to be uh, with the membership, the Duke membership, uh, December, January, February. So free carts go for another uh, through the end of February. Uh, and it's a leap year, right? So we get one an extra day even. So <laughs> That's right. Uh, but uh, for, the, for the Duke's Club membership, uh, you can call us here. Um, stop by, go to the Pebble Beach website. Um, all the details uh, are there, and there's an online application too. Um, uh, it's if you're local and you're a golfer, something you should have. Um, yeah, looking at the current package, you actually make money on the deal. Exactly. Uh, we the envelope we give you, <laughs> right? Uh, I think it's exceeds. Incredible. Yeah, and then it gets even better when you renew. Um, we've uh, we've changed it to where, as new members, you now get free golf here at Del Monte. So it's uh, complimentary golf at uh, at the Hay and Del Monte. And then when you renew, um, that increases. So uh, for members that renew on time, four rounds at the Hay, four rounds at Del Monte. Uh, definitely something something to have. The course is in excellent shape. Um, it's uh, you know a lot of people use use the term no brainer, but it's got to work for. For the individual, so and we're um, here at the grill serving those great food. Now. Yeah, a discount in here. Uh, we have some uh, grill bucks, as we call them. Uh, buy yourself some lunch right out of the gate. Um, but uh, it's great. It, it's something you should, everybody should think about. So um, come out and see us. Give us a buzz three seven three twenty seven hundred. Tea times. Talk about membership. Anything you need. So. The grill's enough reason to come out. I mean, we saw this whole thing go from shutting down with COVID and the renovations and to see what it is now with all the great food lineup at all these TVs with the sports and it's just a beautiful new space. Oh, absolutely. The burgers that are coming out, the sandwiches, and uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's been a, a welcome change. Really good. So um, if for nothing else, come by and have lunch, even if you're not a golfer. Right. You know, come see us. Just come out and... Uh Bring your putter one. Have a little lunch, putter around exactly. a little bit. Exactly. Park your yellow van out there and just <laughs> hang out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not overnight, but yes. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. That's right. Maybe it could be a good guest on the show sometime. That's yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, well, great. Um, thank you. Three seven three twenty seven hundred. That's where we're at. Give us a buzz. All right, man. Okay, thanks. thanks we appreciate guys. you, Casey, from the shop next door. And now, from the end of the wharf number two, it's Sal Tringali. Good morning, guys. Another beautiful day down here, and great news. The crab fishermen started fishing. Crabs are abundant, and uh, we have a great supply. It was like Christmas Eve yesterday. Is that right? Uh, oh my gosh, they were lined up out the door, and everybody loves local crabs, and can't blame them. You know. Same day, they're here, boom, cooking them, and, and just unbelievable, beautiful crap. We were just talking to Kevin Phillips, who you know, and he was saying the two best things that come out of Monterey Bay are salmon and the, and the crab. Yes. You know, there's other things, too, but those are two of the better. Yeah. Uh, uh, we like to think about squid. When we catch squid in Monterey Bay is one of our, our favorites. Right. And sand dabs. Sand dabs, yep. We love it all. Anything out of the bay. Is and fresh, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. And talk about fresh, we got it all down here today. We got fresh petroli, fresh rock cut, uh, tuna, the crab, uh, anything you want, we got it down here. So come on down, free parking at the end of the wharf. 
375-3511. We have ice to pack it. Whatever you need, we got it. And open till 4? Open till 4 on Saturdays. Monday through Fridays, 5. And uh, they're forecasting a, a big storm. So I don't know if the crab boat's going to be fishing over the next three days. So if you want crabs, come and get them today. Come and get them today. All right. And, and by the way, give everyone the little little tip, uh, insider tip on uh, how to prepare them. You know, what we do at home is we get our Italian seasoning, red wine vinegar, olive oil, some garlic, some parsley, and just drizzle it over the crab just to get that, that taste. Some people like drawn butter, you know? Yeah. Some people like just plain right out of the shell nothing you know it's just a matter of your taste but uh and then some people will pick the crab put it over a salad make a louis and do a nice crab louis it uh there's no right or wrong it's just what what you like how, how long how long are you cooking it well when we cook it here it's just 25 minutes okay we're cooking like 18 crabs at a time we have just a small pot and uh um eight 25 minutes yeah, small boom. pot 18 at a time <laughs> but you have to go and when they're done cooking, right into an ice bucket to stop the cooking. Okay. And that's, that's the trick. Uh, same thing with prawns. You're cooking prawns, you got to get them out of the water into an ice bath, stop the cooking, and they'll be nice and crisp and just that nice texture. Ah, uh, that's good. That's good. If you don't do that, they just keep cooking, and it'll, they'll turn to mush. Yes. So uh, that's the trick. Okay. And then some people season the water, too, uh, to a taste you know add a little bit of salt some people do the old bay whatever uh whatever you like you know all right kumbadi we appreciate you good talking to you guys and hopefully we'll talk to you next week okay sounds good south Trangali from Monterey fish company at uh, 375 35 11 open till four o'clock today and they got the crab down there yeah, and I'll tell you what, you know, I love to cook, crack, and clean my own crab, but my wife, my lovely wife, Julie, says, no, not at the house. Not at the uh, house. Some crab juice all over her kitchen. So uh-huh. I will tell you that his, his south staff that you want, you buy the you buy the cooked crabs, and they'll crack them and clean them for you right there. You're well, ready to go. That's it right there, right? You're ready to go. Yeah, right? yeah. You're ready to go. yeah then, then there's, you don't have to deal with that mess. Oh, tremendous service from his crew, but you just bring the crab, open, open up the bag, and we're ready to go. Right. That's nice. That's perfect. Hey, it's the Shagbag Show. Yo, yo, yo. And you got yo-yo on. It's Vic the Sandbagger from the Golf Mart Superstore. Well, good morning, everybody. How you doing? What's happening? Well, I'm so excited to tell you a couple of things. Yep. Um, Number one is this week is a big, big day in the golf industry uh, because it's the PGA um, show in Orlando, Florida. Right. And that's the 23rd through the 26th. And that's when all the new equipment and all the new gadgets and all the new apparel and everything you can think of actually gets launched. Yep. And then the next big thing is, is that after that show, here at the Golf Mart in Seaside, you have an opportunity to actually put your hands on all of that new equipment. Right. And and this is something we've never done before because usually this equipment trickles in. Yep. But uh, what we're going to do this year is during AT&T week, the yep. 30th of February 4th, yep. we're going to have manufacturer representatives here 
to help you get fitted and take a look at the new equipment and hit it and try it and play with it and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah, so I, really quick, we've got the Callaway on Tuesday, Cobra on Wednesday, Mizuno on Thursday, Ping on Friday, TaylorMade on Saturday, and Titleist on Sunday. Okay. And, but all these, are, they're, they're, they're going to get here around 10 o'clock in the morning, and they'll be here for about four hours. So come on in and, and just uh, get hooked up with these guys. They're amazingly knowledgeable, and uh, you'll get to see all that new equipment, which is really cool. That is awesome. Yeah, right. and, uh, and, and just so you know that uh, every once in a while, um, I have to do something good. And yesterday I shot a net 65 at uh, Pacific Grove. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was kind of one of those odd days where everything went right. I guess so. Yeah, and so now I got it. Now my handicap came down a little bit, so I got to, you know. You got to, you know. I, I got to guard that now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Hey, give us the hours. All right, we are 10 to 7, Monday through Friday, 10 to 6 on Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Come on in, see us. The store looks great. And although it's going to rain this week, it's going to be nice and dry in here. There you go. Thanks, Vic. All right, buddy. We appreciate you very much, Vic Sandbagger from the Gulfport Superstore, 2040 Fremont Boulevard in Seaside. You know, 583-1000 for everything golf. They will not be undersold. It's another edition of the Shag Bag Show, live from Del Monte at the end of the bar. And uh, Dave Marzetti and uh, The Voice, Kevin Phillips with us. I think we got a text here from somebody. Who we got? Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, it's um, <laughs> it's our friend Kathy Collum who writes in. And uh, Let's see. Listening to uh, listening to you and Kevin. Well, thank you. <laughs> you know Kathy Cullen. Yeah. She's been in the hospitality business forever. Terrific. All right. Uh, we're starting to wrap things up, but we want to thank our great supporters. Of course, we do the show live every Saturday. We record it and podcast it back on a, about a dozen different platforms, Google, Apple, Spotify, on and on and on. If you go to Spotify, you can help support the show as uh, we have our little list of uh, supporters, and we want to thank them. And, and you can get involved with the Shag Bag Show. You can support us monthly because we would love you to do it because we can't make it without you, and I mean it. So thanks to Mike Murata, Laurel Murata, Rachel Murata, George Casal, Paul and Susie Martin, Gary and Doreen Curcio, Jack Galante, Shane and Lisa Dahlman, Kevin Phillips, Chris Shake, Dave Dowley, Mark and Lisa Lavin, Darren Matthews, Max and Mary Boland, all monthly supporters. And you can be too if you go to Spotify and check us out there. And of course, we got a whole bunch, a couple hundred uh, episodes of the Shagbag Show. You can just, uh, you can binge listen to them. <laughs> All right. Hey, don't forget, Sundays with Sinatra. We do it every Sunday, including tomorrow for six hours, between 6 and 12 noon. The last two hours live from the wharf. And uh, we'll be down between 10 and uh, 12 noon at Celebrity Table 17 at the Grotto and Old Fisherman's Wharf with our host, Chris Shake. And, of course, all of our friends that stop by, like Kevin, usually stops by. And it's always great to uh, to have him down there with uh, as part of the Sundays with Sinatra show. Uh, that's it for another Saturday Shag Bag show. We'll do it again next Saturday. Rewind with Gary Bryan is coming up next. And as Sammy always said, it's chow time.